0: Listener beware, you gave us the scares! Hello, and welcome to, to Say Podcast and die. die. This week on our sode, we're going to switch things up a little bit and be talking about what our sort of experience of this series has been so far.
1: That's right, we've read 10 books now.
0: Yeah, what has this journey taught us about ourselves and about horror and fashion and the 90s? <laughs> Next minisode, we'll be back to our usual fair of sharing Goosepunk theories and queries, which have been piling up in our Instagram, Twitter, and email. We can't wait to share them with you. Andy, we have read
1: Goosebumps 1 through 10 now. We've done 10 of these episodes. So I just wanted to take a minute and reflect on this. So what are your top three books? And what do you think you've learned about the kinds of horror stories you like?
0: Oh, wow. This is a good question. So my favorite is definitely The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. And then... I think that if you asked me in 1995 my favorites, I would have definitely said Monster Blood and Say Cheese and Die. But today I would say my favorite is The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. My second favorite might be Welcome to Camp Nightmoon. My third would maybe be Stay Out of the Basement. Mm. So it's really changed. I don't think that necessarily matches up to the ratings I gave these different books. (laughs) But looking back on them, those are the ones that really stand out to me. Mm -hmm. And what does it mean about the types of horror I like? I think I like plots where where there's a likable main character and stuff happens. (laughs) I think I'm not a very sophisticated reader.
1: No, I think that's fair. And because you had mentioned previously also liking more adventure plots, mm-hmm. do, do you
0: think that holds? I think it does, and I think I have a fear of situations where the kid is being pushed into the role of having to handle something that's beyond their ability to handle, because I think that's the thing that's a unifying thread between Stay Out of the Basement, Curse of the Mummy's Tomb, and Welcome to Night Moon*. It's all situations where no one's actually doing their job, and you realize Okay, well, I guess I have to face off with the scorpions slash supernatural forces slash... Serial killers. Plant dad, serial killer. (laughs) Exactly. How about you? Welcome to Camp
1: Nightmare. Number one, I think Night of the Living Dummy and then stay out of the basement.
0: Okay, so we mainly disagree on Night of the Living Dummy versus... A
1: A Curse of the Mummy's Tomb.
0: Versus Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. So I feel like that's where we're going to find out how we're different people. Well,
1: yeah. So the horror I like is for lack of a better term, messed up. Psychologically messed up. I guess whereas you like a likable main character, I do also like that. But I also like characters who are messed up. And that is what we get in Night of the Living Dummy. That's what we get in Stay Out of the Basement. Not with our main character so much, but with Plant Dad. And I also like things that really sort of shatter worldviews. And I don't mean so much the sort of alien reveal in Welcome to Camp Nightmare, but just your entire life has been a lie, it turns out. You know, all these people around you were putting up a facade to lie to you and manipulate you and test you. That's fucked up. And I'm here for it.
0: Yeah, I think that's still one of my biggest fears is when power structures don't seem to be operating in a functioning way. Last night, I finally caved in and we watched the movie Brazil. And although I will give you, I will give you that it is a good movie, it is objectively good, the entire thing just stressed me the hell out because it's about bureaucracies that don't work yeah it's just about people like not making sense and everyone has to pay for it because people can't like keep their files straight and they have too many papers that you need to get stamped in too many places i guess this is why i ended up studying german yeah and kafka (laughs) (laughs) you like it though
1: i like that the disorder of the world is recognized in art rather than it everyone acting like it's okay
0: And I want to hide from it and just have a story where there are fun adventures and there's not so much chaos as like a series of things you can master despite them being threatening.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, there's there's room for all of us in under the big goosebumps tent.
0: I feel like I've just revealed myself as a coward slash no
1: (laughs) slash utopian. I think I'm just somebody who handles their anxiety very differently
0: than you do. (laughs) By holding it at a slight distance and saying, ha ha ha.
1: Yeah. Being like, see, it's not just in my head. It's very interesting. Not
0: crazy. Right. (laughs) What do you make of the fact that our main difference is Curse of the Mummy's Tomb versus Night of the Living Dummy? What do those books have in common? What don't they have in common?
1: Hmm. I remember with Night of the Living Dummy, you saying you didn't love the tightly focused we're in the house the whole time plot, which bothers me less. Although I, I get where you're coming from. What about you with Curse of the Mummy's Tomb? It's the fake-outs. I really don't like fake-outs. Like A few of them, fine, but I remember Curse of the Mummy's Tomb being prank after prank after prank after prank. And there were those in Night of the Living Dummy too. but it's actually super messed up because it's Lindy the whole time gaslighting her sister versus just like, ah, it's Uncle Ben again, doing one of his jokes. And I also didn't love Gabe as a narrator. Almost all of those are third-person narrators. I generally prefer, I think... Yeah, because oh, that's the thing though. Like with a first-person narrator, I have to really like the style of their narration. And I think with Gabe, I was irritated.
0: So both mummies and dummies are human-shaped, and in some, in one case, human mummies are human. But like, they're these things that look like humans but are scary because they are becoming animated when they're not supposed to be, right? And so that's something it that has in common. As I think about
1: it, the books I'm drawn to are the opposite of what I'm interested in real life. I'll go any day of the week to go look at a dead body in a museum, I guess, even though that's also messed up and I recognize it's messed up. But Well, you and everyone else. Well, but here's the thing. If you were to say to me, oh, there's a free ventriloquism show in the park. Do you want to go? I'd say, hell no. I'm staying home. (laughs) So maybe... There's also something there about having either preconceived interests about something, like outside of the book, or maybe similar to how you didn't really have any ideas about how mummies could be scary and I don't have any feelings about Mm -hmm. ventriloquist dummies. That allows the horror to come alive away in a little bit more.
0: That actually makes a lot of sense to me, that it's a surprise, and that's part of what makes it so effective, is you're not going into it with a definite interest or set of expectations, and so Mm -hmm. then everything it does is actually effective because it keeps keeps you guessing. And that's one of the things that horror is about, right? It has to rely on you not knowing something in order for it to really work.
1: Yeah, I think the three books I mentioned too. a lot of the delight was in not really remembering anything that had happened in it feeling new.
0: Mm-hmm. But I also think they're very rereadable and something mm-hmm. that you can keep talking about. Like I've been every when you said to pick three, I was like, but I liked all of them, honestly, even the ones that at the time I said, oh, it wasn't my favorite. I really have like an intense fondness for now and I think all together I've noticed so much fan art will be a bunch of different characters or scenes from stories kind of stuck together like if mm-hmm. I don't know a couch with Slappy the Dummy and and Plant Dad and a bunch of the different characters on it the creeps we haven't gotten to them yet but I think that's part of what's fun about the Goosebumps universe is the pantheon of mm-hmm. um, all the different types of horror kind of stuck together. Yeah. It all together builds kind of a mosaic that's it's really cool
1: and there's some too that for instance i continue to like discussing girl who cried monster with you even though i hated reading it Uh, i didn't hate reading it i strongly disliked reading it and i don't have any desire to revisit it so there's also some stuff that i think has been colored by our discussions of it
0: well are you excited to revisit the haunted mask hell yeah i am
1: we want to hear what you all thought of the first 10 books what are your theories what were your favorites? What are your favorite food, food watches,
0: fashion watches, gender watches, sports, sport balls, the thrilling highs, the dizzying lows, the creamy centers. Yes. All of that. You can get in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram at say and die. You can also email us at say and die at gmail.com. Please send us your stories about goosebumps. Send us your fan art. Send us your, I don't know, sport
1: information. No, don't send us that.
0: Send us pictures of your dogs and cats. whose pets. Other pets. Bunnies. Goose bunnies. (laughs) Geese, if you've got them. Goose geese. Goose geese. Yeah, send us your goose geese. (laughs)
1: Listeners beware. Send us more scares. Woo. Good boo. Good boo.